Foundations Podcast, June 5th, 2016. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the FC Podcast. I'm Bobby, and as usual, before the sermon, let me fill you in on what's happening right now at Foundations Church. Well, there's not a whole lot to fill you in on this week, except the worship night is coming up on Friday, June 24th, and it's not to be missed. Something else of note, Casey Graves' book, Perfectly Weak, is out now. The book signing event was last night, and it was a ton of fun, and I do apologize if you're counting on me to deliver all your FC news, because quite frankly, I just forgot. All right, news is done. It's my pleasure to introduce Pastor Justin Graves, delivering here the first sermon in the Redneck series. You're, you're fixing to. Let me use this in a sentence for you. Um, I'm fixing to go to the Walmart. Do you all need anything? Uh, uh, and if you put the in front of anything, it sounds redneck. If I'm fixing to go to the QT, you know, um, to the Walmart. I'm fixing to get on the Facebook. You know, I'm fixing to go. I'm, fi- I'm fixing to do something. And, and, and I love this phrase, and I love that we're talking about this today, because you and I, know a lot of fixing to people. They have projects that they're fixing to do. They're, they're fixing to get around to building that shed in the backyard or tearing down that shed in the backyard. And they're fixing to uh, uh, repair that car that's been out in the front yard and the engine's on the side of it. And it's a, it's a project. Oh, there's, there's, there's potential there. I'm fixing, I'm, I'm fixing to. Um, moms and dads, I'm fixing to, to make dinner. I'm fixing to make breakfast. We're always getting ready to do something. We're always ready ready, uh, preparing to, to do something. But, but here's, here's where, where the rubber meets the road, <clears throat> is that many times us fixing two people, our projects end up staying and looking like this. Um, this, is, this is what our fixing to, it just, it just stays here. You know what I'm saying? It, it never gets any better, and, and we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, fig- I'm fixing. I'm fixing to. I'm fixing. I'm fixing to paint it. I'm fixing to put some tires on it. Um, get fixing to put. You know, that's that's my mud and vehicle. Um, I'm, I'm fixing. Fixing to. And, and here's the deal: is that it's not. It's not a problem to have projects. It's not a problem to be fixing to do some things, to be fixing to to have some. Pro- it, it's not a problem when our projects look like this. The problem is when our life looks like this. Our problem is a lot of us in this place, we're fixing to do a whole lot of things and it's been years. It's been, it's been years that we've been talking about getting better. We've been talking about taking action. We're fixing to, we're preparing to, oh, next month, oh, next year's my year. And you and me, we made our New Year's resolution saying we're fixing to become a better us. And yet we're the same us we've been the last three years. I'm fixing to get my finances, and yet our finances are still a mess. Our relationships still are dysfunctional, but I'm fixing to. So how do you and I get out of the mindset and out of living a fixing to lifestyle? How do we get to a place where we're not just preparing to do things, we're not just getting ready to do things, but we're actually doing it? What, what keeps us in the fixing to mindset? Because there's something keeping us there. There's something keeping us where our life 
if we can go back to the car again, that is keeping us at that point to where our spiritual life looks like this, our home life looks like this. Our, there's potential there. There's potential there, but potential's not enough. There's gotta be the reality of what life is. What keeps us at a fixing to lifestyle? The first thing I would tell you is this, is that we are waiting for perfect conditions instead of available opportunities. <clears throat> We're waiting for perfect conditions to start doing something, to start getting active, instead of available opportunities. This is illustrated almost every day you're driving to work. Every day I drive to the gym almost in the morning, there is a neighborhood, some of you thought that was funny now, hey, um, <clears throat> but I, I'm waiting for cars in front of me to pull out, <clears throat> to take a left. And you've seen them, I've seen them. There's people that need like 500 yards before they're gonna pull out in front of somebody. And most of the time they're driving a Buick, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying or their student driver, just, I'm telling the truth right now. And you're sitting behind them, and, and the problem is you see all the available opportunities that they had to pull out, and you're like, go. And, and you're like, you even take your foot off the gas, and you're idling towards them, because you're like, well, yeah, there, there's your opportunity. And when they don't go, you slam on your brakes, and this, you don't do this, I know because um, you probably have Foundations Church bumper stickers on your car. I don't, um, because <laughs> I know. I just start going, go, go, just go, go, you know, just go. <laughs> like they can, hear, I, I promise you, they can probably hear me, because I'm just like, go, what are you waiting on, God? You know, all the men's voices go high all of a sudden, like we went back to mid-high. You know what I'm saying? Like we just went back to the future, you know. Um, what are you waiting on, go? They're waiting for the perfect condition instead of what's available to them. And many of you, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing with our life. We're waiting for the perfect conditions to change our life instead of the available opportunities that are presented to us every day. The Bible says this, James chapter four, verse 17 says, remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. It's a sin to know what you ought to do. When we're waiting in line, we know what they ought to do. We're like, you ought to go. Go. And the Bible says this, you can see it in other people's lives, but many times we don't see it in our own. We're great at seeing, man, people really need to capitalize on this opportunity or they missed an opportunity there, and yet we don't realize the opportunities we're missing because we're waiting for perfect conditions, and we say, oh, I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to, instead of the available opportunities that are in front of us, and many of us, we keep saying, I'm fixing to change my life, but we keep waiting for a perfect condition, and James says this, remember, don't forget this moment, don't forget this point, remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. A lot of us, you know where our life is? This is what we've been saying for years. Well, I'm fixing to get my relationship better with Jesus. 
I'm fixing to stop looking at that website, to stop having that addiction, to get the prescription pills out of my life. I'm I'm fixing to kick the habit. I'm fixing to change my my conduct on Fridays and Saturday nights. I'm fixing to change who I am. I'm fixing to have a better marriage. I'm fixing to start communicating better with my kids. I'm fixing to start putting more time into my kids. And we're waiting and our excuse, well, I just haven't found the right opportunity. I haven't found the right chance. I haven't, I'm just waiting for the opportunity to present itself. But listen to me, every day there's available opportunities You're just waiting for the perfect conditions. And the perfect conditions very rarely come around. The perfect conditions very rarely come around. Read your Bible. The people that accomplished great things, David didn't become a king under perfect conditions. It was nasty. It was a tough, grueling process. But he made sure he capitalized capitalized on the available opportunities. And many of us, our problem is that we are not capitalizing on the available opportunities. We're waiting for the perfect conditions. I'll tell you this, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 says this, it is so good. If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. To me, it's like jumping into a pool. Right now, the water's cold. It hasn't had, my wife says I'm a July swimmer, not a June swimmer, because the water's cold in June. And I see people all the time at our neighborhood pool, they like try to, they do the creep in. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, they get to certain parts of their body that are a little bit more sensitive without being real graphic, and they, they just, they creep in. And they think, if I just gradually get into this thing, it's gonna get, can I tell you the best way to jump into a cold pool is to jump in to a cold pool. Just dive in there. And many of, this is what we're doing with our life. This is what we're doing with church. We're saying, well, I'll eventually, I'll just get my feet wet at church. I'll start going before I start serving. I'll start doing, I'll just take baby steps. But can I tell you, in this big life that Jesus has welcomed you to and being the church, man, you just gotta jump in. You just gotta go into it because if we try to wait for the perfect conditions, the Bible says nothing will ever get done. We'll never accomplish anything as a church if we're waiting for perfect conditions. So some of you are like, well, I, I'm doing good on my personal life, on my fixing to, man, it's, it's just a reality. Well, let me dive in a little bit. Some of you, you keep saying, well, I, I, I'm waiting for the right moment to serve. I, I'm waiting for the right opportunity that just, just speaks to my second man and my spirit. Shut up and just be a safe person that serves person. Save people, serve people. There's not gonna be a perfect condition, but you know what there is? An available opportunity. You know what we believe here? We believe that changing equals growing. And it's never going to be a perfect condition to stop shacking up. 
Uh-oh. Oh, man, the pastor, oh, uh, what? You're never going to, it's never gonna make sense financially. It's not. But you have an available opportunity to make the change that God's calling you to. Some of us, well, 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 uh, I, I just, I'm just waiting till my finances get in order. Oh, you're meddling today. The, to get in order before I start giving, there's never gonna be a perfect condition. But there's an available opportunity. Well, I, I'm waiting to invite people to church. Remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do, church, and not do it. We're called to be disciples, which means we're called to reach the world, not just keep Jesus a secret in here, but to be the people in the steeple, and we go out in the world and reach the world, and we, we influence it, and we make an impact. It's a sin to know what we ought to do, but we're fixing fixing to do it. Well, I just, just, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for it to get more comfortable. It's not going to get more comfortable. <clears throat> but there's available opportunities for you and I to be the church. I, I'm fixing to. I'm fixing to go to a connect group when I have more time. You're not going to have more time. But you know what? We're better together. We really are. And so there's available opportunities for you to get to know other people and to be sharpened. Are you going to be a person that is fixing to? It's waiting for the perfect conditions to change your life, to grow in your relationship, to kick that habit. Let me tell you, change is a lot easier to make when it's voluntarily than when you have to, than when it's cost you something. Man, change now. Are you waiting for the perfect conditions or are you just going to step in and take the available opportunities? Because here's what I know about a lot of us in this place. As we're waiting to act, we're waiting to, to, to do something when we feel something. And we want to feel our way through life instead of obey his way through our life. We want to feel our way through life instead of obey his ways with our life. And I'm telling you, there's a stark difference in it. We know what we ought to do. Now we just need to do it. The second thing that keeps us at a place where we are in a fixing state of living, fixing to state of living, is this, is we would rather stay comfortable than usable. We'd rather stay comfortable than usable. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 20 out of the message says this. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone, a new life burgeons. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, <clears throat> giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. And God, don't miss this part, God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. I like what the New Living Translation says. It says, we're Christ's ambassadors. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences. Man, doesn't that scripture bear weight right now with our political system going on right now? 
It's not about being a Republican church, a Democrat church, being a Jesus church. He, he persuades men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend, excuse me, <clears throat> with you. You and I are Christ's ambassadors. We're Christ's representatives. That means when we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, like the scripture said, and the old has faded away and we are a new creation in Christ, we now represent Jesus Christ to the world. We now represent something bigger than ourselves. And so the question this morning is how are you representing? How are you representing Christ the way he's called you to, or are you fixing to represent Christ the way you should? See, see, I'm convinced. The problem for most of us, it's not that we're useless, it's just we're used less. It's not that we're, you're a useless person, it's not that you don't have talents, it's not that you don't have abilities, you just have allowed yourselves to be used less. And man, God has a purpose, he has a plan, he has a passion to use you, and, and here's why we stay, use less, is because we, you, me, we're creatures of habit, and we would rather stay comfortable rather than usable. It's a lot easier to stay comfortable than it is to be usable. Now, biscuits. If you're not gonna make homemade biscuits, these are the second best thing, the next best thing. Grand's biscuits. Um, I love Grand's biscuits. And, and here's the deal about biscuits. They are put in this container, tight and right. Keep it tight and keep it right. There are eight, it says big biscuits. There's eight big biscuits, biscuits, in this thing. And here's the deal, is that you know, I know, the only way you get these biscuits out is to unwrap it. But a lot of times, it doesn't do just to unwrap it, does it? Still stays contained. I would do, I would unwrap it right now, but I am almost sure it would blow up in my face. What you have to do, <laughs> okay, smart aleck. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so just like this, we think, well, well, I put in some effort and nothing's happened. The biscuits are still, <laughs> the biscuits are still in their comfort zone. But here's the deal, the creator of this product did not maintain, did not mean for the biscuits to stay in the container. And so the only way to get the biscuits out is to hit it. And can I tell you, many of you, you are feeling hit by God. You're feeling pressed by God. It's not to break you down, but it's to break you out. It's to break you out of your comfort zone and not leave you there because he has a purpose and he has a plan for you because you are his ambassador. It doesn't do any good for these biscuits to stay in the can. The only time they start fulfilling their function is when they break out of their comfort zone and they start fulfilling the role that its creator designed 
find it for. And can I tell you, the only time you start feeling useful instead of useless is when you decide not to be useless and you become used more and you start stepping into your potential. I don't want to live a life that I am capable of. I don't want to live a life that I am comfortable with. I don't want to live a life that I can do all on my own, but I want God to hit me and to break me out and let that be my breakout moment instead of my breakdown moment. And some of you in this place, can I tell you, God has a breakout moment for you if you will just break out, if you will just follow, if you would just follow him. Man, he's got this breakout moment, and you've been running. He's hitting you, and he's hitting you, and you're like, God's me? No, he's trying to get you to step into your potential because here's the deal. Here's, uh, this is so good right now. These biscuits, when they're put on the tray, they don't benefit themselves, do they? They benefit those that are around them. And your life wasn't meant to be lived out to benefit just you. But it was meant to be lived out in such a way that it benefits those you're around, to those that you come into contact with, that it leaves them better off than when they when they weren't around you. Can I tell you, man, that's what God wants to do. And men, most of us, we've got to get from the place where we're fixing to, to stepping in and just doing it. And here's what Jesus would say to us. If we're at this fixing to moment, this fixing to lifestyle, this fixing to mindset, here's what the key to your breakout, to your breaking out moment is, is simply this, pray and then go on and get. Go on and get. Go on and get. You know what, here, I love it. Luke chapter 10. Verse one through three says this, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to him. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray, pray, pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his field. And, and, and just leave this scripture up here. Here's where most of us sit. We pray, oh Lord. Oh Lord, send some people to reach people. Don't we? God, send somebody to reach my kids. Send somebody to reach my friend. Send somebody to reach my family. That's what he has you there for. You're that person that you've been praying for. You're the man, you're the woman, you're it tag. And so we pray, but Jesus would say this. He said this to his disciples in a very non-redneck, but I'm going to tra translate the scripture for redneck series only. Now go on and get, and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Now go, go. Don't just pray about it. Go do something. You know what? Some of us, we have prayed ourselves to laziness. When God's saying, let's go back to our first scripture in James, remember, <laughs> I love James. It's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. It's not enough to just pray about it, but you gotta go and do something with it. Go and get, 
Go and be Christ's ambassadors, Christ's representatives out there. Go and have your breakout moment. Instead of living in your comfort zone, start being useful and be discomforted for a greater purpose and a greater kingdom than your own. Go and get and pray, absolutely, but go and get. We are found people who find people. Go and serve. We have so many opportunities for people to serve in our children's area, in our youth areas, and being a greeter. Go, what is? what are you fixing to do? There's nothing to think about. Go and get and start making an impact in God's kingdom. Start breaking out instead of breaking down. Start being useful instead of used less. Man, God wants to use you. Uh, excuse me, Colossians chapter, uh, hold on. No, James chapter one, verse 22 says this. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. And I close with this. I say it all the time, but it's just true. Our problem is not information. It's application. And without the application of the information, there's no transformation. And, and you know what, many times I think, we think, oh, well, that's just to transform my life. No, 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 no. That's to transform the world. That's to transform those you're around. The reason he gave us his word, the reason the information there, and the reason it's so important that we apply it and we're not just fixing two people, but we have application of the word, we have application with information, isn't so that it just brings transformation to our life, is but that it transforms this world. And it transforms your neighbor. It transforms your coworker. Why well, don't you like my neighbor and my coworker? That's, that doesn't matter, Jesus didn't ask that. He didn't ask, go to who you like. Probably if you don't like them, they're the one you need to reach the most. Go into all the world. Don't just know what you ought to do, but do it. So here's what I want us to do today. I'm gonna give you some homework. Because I think so many times we'll hear this, we're like, yeah, my breakout moment. I'm gonna be a biscuit for Jesus, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but here's what happens. We get all riled up, and then there's no application in this word. And so here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I wrote this down. I want you to pray about and write down, write down when you're going home. If you're married, do it with your spouse. What do, what do we need to do? What do I need to do? What do you need to do? Do it with your teenagers. Do it with your kids. Teenagers, let me tell you something. Stop waiting to break out and break down, but man, let God use you now. Stop waiting till you become 18. College students, stop waiting till you become an adult. Start letting God use you and be saved people who serve people. This is not above the age of 22 of all, that, that this only applies to, man, this is the church. So what do you need to do? What is it you've been putting off and putting off or you've been praying about and praying about, but now it's time to go and do? I want you to write, that, write it down. I want you to discuss it. I want you to write down things you're fixing to change. 
in your own personal life. Man, I've been, I've been needing to, I, I'm fixing to change, I'm fixing. What is it you know you ought to do, but you haven't done it? And I want you to write it down, and I want you to put down a date. This is when I'm doing it. Because fixing to isn't enough anymore. I don't want to be a car on blocks spiritually, but I want to be living out the full potential. I want to live life like Jesus said and live it to the full. Put a date by it. Put a date that this is going to happen by this time. What areas do you need to start fixing instead of fixing to do at church that you start doing? Because can I tell you, Foundation Church, if we get this message down, oh, it's going to change everything. (laughs) It's going to change it all. If we start becoming a church that's obedient instead of convenient, if we become a church that obeys instead of us all about comfort, but we look at the available opportunities instead of waiting for the perfect conditions, my goodness, God's going to do some amazing things, not just from your pastor, but through us as a church. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And Lord, there's so many of us in here that our marriages have so much potential. Our relationships with our kids have so much potential. Our jobs have so much potential. This church has so much potential. But the problem is, the sticking point is, we've just been fixing to do some things. We've been fixing to do some things. We've just been staying comfortable. We've been waiting for perfect conditions instead of available opportunities. And so this morning, God, I pray for that person that, Lord, maybe they're here and they're just struggling with self-worth and they feel useless because they've been allowing themselves to be used less. I pray that they would step into who you've said they are and to who you've called them to be. And Lord, I pray that they would feel you hitting them out of their comfort zone hitting them out of their comfort zone. That God, you're not trying to break them down. You're not trying to break them to to ruin them, but you're trying to break them out into the potential that you see, not just that they see. Lord, I pray that as a church, God, you've been tapping us and you've been hitting us and you've been doing great things. But God, I pray that we would break out of our comfort zone and that we would have a breakout moment and not a breakdown moment. But Lord Jesus, we would grow this summer instead of shrinking we would see God's kingdom advance instead of falling back and retreating. God, that you would do big and glorious things through us. God, I pray don't give us people that are looking for perfect conditions, but they're just waiting to get in, waiting to make a difference, ready to go. God, as your ambassador, as your representative, God, that they bought in, that they represent something so much bigger than themselves, but they are Christ ambassadors. And so we're not just going to know what to do, but we're going to do it. And we're going to be fulfillers of the promise and the commission that you've given us to go into all the world and make disciples, not clones, not a religion, but disciples of you, Lord. I pray, move in us, move us from where we are and break us out to where you've called us to be, God. I pray, do it, Lord. Don't let us keep saying, I'm fixing to, but let us do it. It's in Jesus' awesome name I pray. Amen. And amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here, and I've not accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here, and you know what? You're just not where you need to be in your relationship with Him, and you need to recommit your life. This is your first moment. We believe we are a place where the lost can become found. 
where the messy can find a place and they can bring, God can bring a message out of your message. So if that's you, when I get to three, all I want you to do is raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. That's me. I just need to get things right in my life. Yeah, I see one hand. There's two hands. Is there anyone else? I see your hand. There's three hands, four hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. I want to join these four hands that are lifted because I know God's got a message. He's got a mission out of my mess that he's calling me to. Yeah, I see your hand in the back. There's five hands. Is there anyone else? Before we go any further, you say, Justin, that is me today. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Let's give these five individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause. Yeah. Believe, belong, become. Join in our vision here at Foundations Church. Services are every Sunday at 9 and 10.45 a.m. and our youth service voltage is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more about us or to get plugged in, check us out online at foundationschurch.tv.